0: Welcome to the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church podcast, your place for positive, uplifting messages of hope. You can learn more at fredericksdachurch.org. Is the face you see in the mirror the one you want others to see? Today, Pastor Mark explains, when you allow Jesus to touch your life, people will begin to see Him in you. In his message, He Touched Me. One of the ways I've experienced that makes an offering of our life to God in a very authentic way, is allowing him to touch our life. Did you know that God is a God of touch? Did you know that? Because many today think, because I don't see God, and it's not somebody I I see all the time, I don't think he is a touch kind of God. We have this hype in technology today in the last few years where Touch seems to be the in thing or the cool thing. We have iPod Touch, we have smartphones where we touch. By the way, speaking of smartphones, if you have your smartphones with you today, I invite you to open your U version app. If you don't have that, got Wi-Fi in here. It's a good time to do that. It's a U version, Y O U version. The outline of our sermon is on there, and we have even some. Um, Notes and engaging um, things that you can interact there and leave a message in response. You version. I encourage you, and we, the, all the passages that we will be talking about today is on there too. So I encourage you because it will help you review what we go over here today throughout the week. So even those kinds of things are cool. It's a cool thing today, right? Touch them. I mean, I saw the other day when I went to the DMV for the fourth time. In two months. Um, And and after you go through the line, they tell you, you you can just do that there by the kiosk. Um, You can just do the touch screen type of thing. And so this thing about touch seems to be a new thing that is cool and new to a lot of people these days. Have you ever seen even these new soda dispensers in restaurants? where you have dozens of options in this one screen. You start picking, and instead of pushing that lever to fill your drink, you just press the button, put your cup there, and it fills it up. And sometimes you get surprised on what kind of drink you got because so, you've never seen this flavor before. But everything now is into this touch thing. Um, you no longer have to, to actually touch anything. Just press the button, press, touch, and, and things happen. Or or you sometimes even have to just do the action, right? Um, But even with all this new technology, I want to submit to you today that the real essence and power of touch has existed for thousands of years. Matter of fact, it was introduced to us by God himself. You see, God is a personal kind of God. He does love touch. If you don't believe me, look through the Bible. You will see him doing a lot of touch. Uh, Matter of fact, if we start with Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, the passage where we've uh, had our scripture read this morning. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, we already witness the first demonstration of God's fondness to touch. Genesis 2, 7 in my version, which is the new century version, says, Then the Lord God took dust, touched dust. Now, you don't understand. The first five days, God created by just saying. And if on the sixth day, he went ahead and just created human beings by saying, that would have been okay too, right? Right? It would have been absolutely okay, but he intentionally and purposely decided to touch dirt, formed it on the ground, and breathed the breath of life into man's nose, and the man became a living person. Amen. Now, if you look through, throughout the Bible, and come down to Luke chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. Luke chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. There you will see Jesus once again in touch. My, my, my Bible says, when Jesus was in one of the towns, there was a man covered with a skin disease. Your b- version probably says a leper or a man with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he bowed before him and begged him, Lord, can you heal me, if you will? I love the first reaction that this passage uh, shows about Jesus. Did Jesus right away just say, you're going to be healed? You got good faith? Be healed. Is that what he said in your Bible? The first reaction Jesus did was what? He reached out his hand and touched the man. I love that. He reached out his hand and touched the man before he even said, I will be healed, and immediately the disease disappeared. You see, our God is all about touch. It's unquestionable. Years ago, when I first started full-time pastoral ministry, I joined the pastoral team at a retreat where we had an activity that helped me realize more about myself. Don't you just love those retreats? helps you realize about more about yourself. Um, and, when I ca- uh, and, and what that retreat helped me realize was that it, it, it gave me more understanding why when I read passages like this of a God who's in touch, a God who is personal and does touch, is a God that I can relate. And, and when a God is like that, to me, that's awesome. Um, the activity was called the Color personality test. Let me share with you a little bit of what I discovered in terms of my personality color. See, the, the, the way this test is done is there's a line of words, and you pick the words that really relate to you. And in the end, you get to total all those words, and it, it, it puts you in a column of whether you're blue, green, gold, or orange. Uh, And I happen to be an orange personality, which happens to be my favorite color as well. But people who are orange, can I just share this with you? People who are orange are fun, loving, and spontaneous, flexible people. Well, not quite physically flexible, but flexible people. Uh, They're hands-on people and, and people who are more concerned of the here and now versus the past and the future. And, and and I can relate to that. Uh, in a relationship, orange people are bold. They see tools as an extension of themselves. Gadgets, man, that's me. I can relate to that. Everything's gadgets. Uh, and and so when it says that tools are an extension of themselves, I'm like, yeah. I think so. Um, they thrive on physical contact. They love to touch and love to be touched physically and emotionally. And so when scripture talks about a God who created us by touch intentionally, who was willing to touch the individual who no one would ever dare touch, I'm like, oh yeah, that's my kind of God. I love that kind of God. He does touch. I can relate to that kind of God. Now, my wife will tell you, I easily get touched. Now, um, if we see, read, or hear a story that's touching, I'm the first one to get a little teary. I fake it out sometimes by stretching, you know, kind of thing. Um, and, and she knows this, and so she will lean over to me and look me in the eye and say, are you crying? And, 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 and you know, I try to be, uh, no, I'm not not really, um, but, but she will tell you I'm the first one uh, between her and I to, to be touched. And, and today I want to share with you a story that will really emphasize this touch and a story that has touched me. And by sharing this story, I hope that it might help us realize that we truly are beings of touch because we were created in the image of a God who is a personal God and a God of touch. Mickey, at the age of 13, grew up in a community where life was a little tough. And so cooking food was always done camping styles. They didn't have those stoves that we have today. Matter of fact, they didn't have those um, stoves where you can timer it so that if the preacher goes a little late, it kicks in, and by the time you get home, the food's already getting warmed. I I saw it and I won't be surprised if one day somebody just uh, opened and unlocked their phone and said, turn on that stove oven, warm it up. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I can see that happening already. But, but, but Mickey and, he, and, the, and the place where he was growing up did not have that kind of technology. And so when they would cook food, it was always camping styles where three big rocks, firewood and, and, and fire sticks taken sticking from all over with fire starters like kerosene. Well, one of Mickey's friends thought kerosene is not flammable enough to speed up this fire process. And so he said, I'll be right back. Let me grab something. He came back with, he didn't know what it was, but he thought would be a good kind of flammable thing. Um, a matter of fact, at the back of that bottle had those skulls with two bones crossed and said highly flammable. And if you were an adventurer's two Wednesdays ago, I believe, uh, Director Sue demonstrated um, dipping a cloth in, in, in alcohol, and I was really scared. Um, and, and, and it burned uh, really brightly, and, and we were all like, wow, how could that happen? Um, except it was denatured alcohol. I don't know if you don't, if it, this is the kind of alcohol they have in laboratories. Um, and so it's really flammable. And so when Mickey's friend was pouring that alcohol into the fire, in just a few seconds, the fire went inside a bottle, created some pressure, and exploded. It exploded on Mickey. Now, in school and in Pathfinders and Adventures, when you're on fire, you're taught to stop, drop, and roll. Well, Mickey decided as soon as he got on fire to stand up. To Run and scream, like, you know, these actors on TV, I'm on fire. And and, and he was, and everybody panicked, and so his friend ran after him and threw him into the grass. And in just 15 seconds, under 15 seconds, Mickey's hair was all burnt to the skull. His eyebrows, his ears were gone. His eyelids were gone. His face, his arm, his legs, his head started to swell so much that everybody was like, well, he's not going to make it. And because this place didn't have a hospital nearby, he was brought to a local clinic, and there you could see of uh, what a combination of a fried chicken and a roasted turkey. It was awful. Have you tried ironing your clothes and accidentally kind of just... Touched a little bit of that hot iron. Or maybe you're frying a really nice um, marinated tofu and uh, a little oil just kind of got onto your hand. How'd that feel? Now imagine Mickey at age 13, 80% of his body first through third degree burns. And as he was screaming for help and as he was crying for pain, pain relievers, there was a touch on his shoulder. And as he looked up, he saw the smiling face of his father. And his father said, son, accept it, you're burned. God has a plan for you. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm expecting more of a father who would say, ice cream, mango, what do you want? Let me know so I can help you out, you know, uh, make you feel a little better. But a father who's smiling at his burnt son and saying, Accept it. God has a plan for you. Um, I'm not too sure about that. But but the story says that uh, uh, as, as his father touched Mickey's shoulder, suddenly there was peace in Mickey. He didn't understand what was going on or what his father was trying to say. And, and, and the medical team at the local clinic said... This is too much. We couldn't handle this case. And so they rushed him a few hours later into a bigger hospital. And as Mickey was rolled into the operating room, lights on the hallway just passing him, he suddenly realized what his father really meant when he said, accept it, you're burned. God has a plan for you. And he said, Lord, I guess I can't do anything. I'm burned. (laughs) Please save me. Touch my life. And by the way, can I just add here, I hope we don't wait until death knocks on our door to allow God to touch our life. Now's a good time to do that. But Mickey realized that he could not do anything, and so he gave his life to God. On the third day, uh, those of you who are in the medical field may know this, that if, if an open wound is healing next to another open wound, the skin can grow together. And I don't know if you've seen some burn victims where their faces are connected, and that's exactly what was starting to happen with Mickey. His chin and his chest were starting to connect. His fingers were starting to grow as one. His leg was starting to heal up as one, and it was not looking good. Mickey was supposed to be in a hospital for three or four months, and probably a couple more months in recovery and in therapy. But because he chose God to touch his life, in nine days, Mickey was back in school playing basketball. In nine days, he was back in the hospital, I mean, he was back in school playing basketball. I'm here to tell you right now that even today, the same God who touched the dirt, the same God who touched the guy with the leprosy, The same God who touched Mickey is the same God who desires to touch you right now. Are you going through tough times in your life? Are you going through difficulties? Are you facing challenges? Well, I'm here to tell you, let God touch your life because His desire is to touch you. Friends, when we allow Jesus to touch our lives, we have all to gain and nothing to lose. Let me repeat that. When we allow Jesus to touch our lives, we have all to gain and nothing to lose. Well, here's the question for us today. Have we given our life to Jesus lately? Have we allowed him to touch our life? Or have we been holding back thinking, oh, we got this, I got this under control? I'm calling my wife up front here because she's going to sing a song entitled, Do They See Jesus in Me? And as she sings this song, I want you to commit to give your life back to Jesus right now. Don't wait till things happen. Don't wait till till you get burned or get into an accident. Let Jesus touch you right now because Jesus, Jesus has been wanting to touch you. Someone here today is probably feeling so far away from God you don't have a clue how to come back to Him. Or you've been so hurt you don't know what to do anymore. I want to challenge you. Just let Jesus come into your heart.
1: It's the face that I see in the mirror The one I want to see Do I show in the way that
0: Friends, the, the story of Mickey reminds us that even today, when our Jesus does his touch, it is a miracle. Even the medical team assigned to Mickey could not explain how he healed so fast. Only nine days, all that they could say was utter the words, wow, what a miracle. That very God who created us by his own hands, the very same God who touched the man full of skin disease, the man, the, the God who touched Mickey is the same God who yearns to touch our lives today. And I guarantee you that even today, he still has a desire to touch his people. My guarantee that your God, my God, our God, is the same God of touch and is a true and living God, is because Mickey stands before you this morning. On August 4, 1990, I was burned. Half of my nose was gone, my ears, my eyes were gone. Not my eye, my eyelids, my hair. No plastic surgery, no skin grafting. My hair, I think it's the best asset yet. My nose, sure, it's shaped bell-bottom flare, but it's complete. I can hear, I got ten fingers. Look, you think without the touch of God, if my fingers were connecting, I could hold a violin like this? Absolutely not. Because it is only by the touch of God. It is only by the touch of Jesus. Now, many of you are struggling right now. You think it's too far, it's too impossible, it only works in stories. I stand here as that living witness that God still desires to touch us even today. But we have to let him. We have to let him. One who promises, the God who, who asks to touch us, is waiting. He left me a remembrance, and I think God is a God who loves remembrance. He even had his scar on his hand. I have a scar on this hand and some on the back of my leg so that every time I see it, it will remind me I was touched by the hand of God. That's why I'm here today. So the question is this. Are we going to let Jesus touch our life? Because the best gift of stewardship we can give is this life. Let God touch it. Let what you see today prove to you that if you let Jesus touch your life, you have all to gain and nothing to lose. is my prayer. Amen. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church would love to help you along the way. We're a family-oriented, grace-filled church serving the Frederick, Maryland area. You can learn more about us at fredericksdachurch.org. For more podcasts, click on Sermon Audio.